We're kicking off a brand new series today entitled Building God Chasers. And so today I want to talk to you about the subject of passion. Everybody say passion. Now, I want to start my sermon in a way that I typically don't start my sermons, but I'm going to do this for today. But I want to start with my sermon today with a question. And I want you to think with me as we go into this. But what are you passionate about? I want you to think about that for a moment. What are you passionate about? Now, let me explain that. Let me, let me go into a little bit more detail so you can catch what I'm asking you. In other words, if I was to put it another way, what is it that motivates you? What drives you to get out of bed and make a difference? What stimulates your thinking? What gets you excited? What gets you fired up? What stirs you on the inside? What is it that gives you that sense of purpose in life? What is it? Because you understand something, church, that a lack of passion will lead to boredom, laziness, wasting of time, not bearing the kind of fruit that we ought to have. But passion is, is what separate, I like to say, separate the men from the boys, the women from the girls. Passion separates the prayers from the players, intercessors from interferers, contenders from the pretenders. I mean, know there's a lot of pretenders out there. Passion, it fuels life. It energizes our lives and provides focus. Another thing I've learned about passion is passion is inspirational. It has the capacity to inspire others. You ever met somebody who was passionate about something and they were on fire and then you just spend just a little bit of time with them. All of a sudden, you may not have had any interest in that subject whatsoever. But all of a sudden, because you have encountered somebody who, is, who has passion, you feel it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I want you to think about the, the disciples and, and think about all the, the, the ministry uh, that they had to carry on after the death of Jesus. And, and many of them died, and they were out there all the time, out in the street, preaching the gospel, and their lives was constantly hanging in the balance. And, and, and they were passionate so much so that they didn't even fear death. Passion gives you that sense of something I'll live for, and not only that you'll live for, but you'll die for it. That's passion. And so you and I are sitting here today as a result of somebody who was passionate, who decided to go out there and preach the gospel, and you heard it, and as a consequence, you are here today. Now, I want you to understand something, that God wants all of us to be up, 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 up front and center, most passionate about him. Above everything else in life, this is the call. I'm going to show you this from the scripture in a second. God wants you to be most passionate about him above everything else. And we all have passions. And, and maybe you're one of those today. You say, well, you know, uh, I've been walking with the Lord for a minute. And, and, some, and maybe you're sitting here today and you say, you know what? Man, when I first got saved, I was on fire for God. Man, I was passionate. Man, I was in that word. Man, when the church doors opened, I was the first one there. I couldn't wait to eat it up. Man, when they said they needed somebody to serve, boy, I was the first, boy, I was that. I was, man, I was motivated 
But perhaps you found yourself in a situation that you're saying, I don't, I'm not as passionate about God as I used to be. I want y'all to stay with me. I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. So one of the things that we got to do in this sermon is I want us to be very honest with ourselves. That's why I ask you that question. What are you passionate about? Because if you're a Christian, you should have said, man, I love the Lord. That, should have been, that shouldn't have been. But if you had to think about a whole lot of other things, got to back that thing up a little bit and let's rethink it. Because, you see, see, passion, see, in order for passion to sustain itself, passion must be fed. Uh, I grew up, and I was growing up, we used to, I used to be a part of the Boy Scouts. And uh, one of the most exciting things about being a Boy Scout was, uh, you know, we had to make these fires, you know, campfires. And so a lot of times, you know, you had to, you know, get some rocks and you had to do it all from nature, you know. And uh, it was sort of, sort of laborious, but it was a lot of fun for us to do it. And then once you're able, able to, to, to ignite that fire, man, you, you know, that, that was, you, you get excited. But then the, that, that was just the beginning of it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So now you want to keep the fire what? Going. So what you got to do, man, you got to keep getting some fresh wood. You got to keep feeding that thing and feeding that thing. No, because if you don't, it'll what? Perhaps you're sitting here and your passion has died out. See, here, here's the thing. And then you got to go back to the question is, when did you start feeding it? Because, you know, if you don't feed something, it'll what? Come on, church. So I, I want you to understand something here because, because as we go into this, because the passion above all passion, as I said a moment ago, is God himself. Because how many know that when that is right, everything else in your life tends to fall in place? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying, church? Now, we all have passion about things, but I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a passion in God so much so that, that, that this dominates your life. How many know that God is not coming to be a part of your life? He's coming to radically take it over, and you should be radically willing to give it to him. How do we define passion? Passion is an overmastering feeling, strong liking or desire for or devotion to something, activity, person, a thing. It's a deep interest. It's life-changing. It's provoking and we need it. We need it if we're going to preach the gospel, if we're going to change lives. Church, how many know we got to have passion? You will not preach and share your faith if you don't have passion for it. You won't do it. I'll go sit here every day and somebody can say to you, you need to go share your faith. You need to go every single, but until you develop a passion for it and feed it, you won't do it. You need passion. Look at your neighbor and say, you need passion. Come on. Look at the other neighbor and say, you need passion. Tell them, say, I need passion. You need passion. Now, how do, how do, so how do, we, how do we get into this? How do, we, how, do we, how do we get to the foundation of this thing? Let's look at uh, a couple of verses I want to share with you because I said, as I said a moment ago, God wants us to be most passionate about him above everything else. Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 12, verse number 30. Listen to this verse right here, and it, it, it brings it home for us. And you shall love the Lord your God, listen to me, church, with all your heart. Everybody say all. Oh. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Whew. 
did he stop? He didn't even stop there. And with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Now get that now. So watch. So it's not a suggestion, right? He's not suggesting that we love him. Listen to what he says. He says, I want you to love me. He says, I want you to love me with all your heart. With all your soul. All your heart, that means not half-heartedly. God wants your whole heart. He don't want you divided. He said, he said, you can't just love me and, want, and, and, and you, got, you got to make a decision who you're going to love, who you're going to serve. He said, I want your whole heart. God don't want pieces and part of you. He never has. He never will. He died for all of you. Are y'all hearing? Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you believe that. He died for all of you. All of us. So with all your heart, with all your soul, look at this church, and with all your mind, oh, this is, if, in case you're wondering, this is a call to passion. This is what passion looks like. This is what it looks like. He said, love me with everything you got. Give me everything, all of you. And you will never be happy as a Christian until you give God all of you. I've come to discover that people are, who, who are saved, but they're giving God pieces of their life. They're not totally happy. Not really. They're distracted. They're distracted. But how many know God wants us all in? Everybody say all in. This message is about all in. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, he says, no one can serve two masters. See, that's God saying, I'm never going to be second to anybody. Because nobody can serve two masters. And you see what he said? He said, I want you, uh, listen, I want you to love me more. I want you to love me more than anything and everybody else. You can't serve two masters. You have to make up in your mind. It cannot be Jesus and. It can't be Jesus and. It has to be Jesus, period. You can't serve two masters. Here's the problem. And when we try to do that, that's when we get in trouble. He says, because either you will hate the one because at some point there's going to be a conflict. Some point. And you're going to have to make a decision. See? See, you can't serve two masters for either he will hate the one and then what? Love the what? The other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Oh, money. Church, I want you to ask yourself the question. What is it in your life that's fighting for your affections? Against God. What is, there, is, there, what, what is it that's a distraction? See, I mean, God is saying to us, eliminate the competition. God don't want, he said, eliminate the competition. I want, I want you to give me full, unfeathered, total devotion. Totally. Love me more than anything, anybody. Give me everything. Don't, 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 don't try to make me a part of your life. I want the whole thing. I can't, you can't serve me and somebody else. Either I'm your master or I'm not. Everybody see that's deep, right? But look at this, Revelation chapter 3. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. I got a couple of verses here. And watch, watch this. And, and, and watch, watch this, this is careful. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, he write. Now listen to this. These things I said, that these things says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot. Huh. 
Oh, how many know this Jesus talking? He said, I know you work there, you need the cold or hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, in other words, you're kind of undecided, you're not all in, he says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, I, this, is, this is Bible. This goes to show how strongly God feel, feels about being first in your life. Because how many know that he created us for him? That's what a lot of people want to go, well, why does, God, why does God want all that? He made you, fool. He created you. You were designed, you and I were designed to worship him and him alone. That's why he says, have no other gods before me. Not one, have no other gods before me. Love me with everything that you got. Revelation chapter 2, I'm going to take it a step further. Verses 2 down to verse number 5 says the same thing. Now watch this. Now stay with me. I know your works. I know your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. Sounds like this church got it together, man. Listen to this. Watch. I know your works. I know your labor. Boy, you're working hard. I mean, every time I turn around, boy, you're faithfully serving God. I know your works. You're a good worker. How many know there's a lot of good workers in the church that lack passion for Jesus? They got more passion for the work than they do for y'all with me. See, that's when we get it all twisted because it's more. How many know, church, that Jesus is more about our relationship to him rather than our service for him? Y'all get that? He's more about our relationship to him rather than our service for him. See, we've come to a point that we worship service and we do everything else except spending time in his presence, loving him. And when is the last time you just say, you know, Lord, I just I don't want nothing. Oh, God, just I I just want to worship you. I just want to thank you. I don't want anything right now, God. I just want you. That's it. I want you. He said, I know your works, I know your labor, I know your patience, I, I see all that, and that you cannot bear those who are evil, so you have a zealous for, for righteousness, and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and you found them liars. You have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake, and you've not become weary. Church, I would think that's a recipe for good things, right? You would think that the church is all right, right? Like, what's the problem, Jesus? He said, nevertheless. Oh, wait a minute. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you just sit here and said, you, you see all my work. I'm working hard. I'm serving the Lord. I'm doing, what's wrong now, Jesus? He said, nevertheless, here's my problem I have with you. That you've left your first love. In other words, he's saying, you're faithfully doing all those wonderful things. That's great. But you don't love me like you used to. You don't come away with me like you used to come away with me. You don't enjoy me like you used to. You seem like, like, like your mind is in, in, in other places. He, he said, you left your first love. In other words, you've fallen. You, 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 you keep, how many know you can keep doing the works, but your heart ain't in it? Come on. You lack passion. You're faithful. As far as the naked eye can see, brother, you say, brother, sister, so and so, Faithful. Faithful. But guess what? But how many know God sees our what? Heart. 
And he looks at them. He says, y'all did everything right. He said, but I got a problem with you. You don't love me like you used to love me. You don't worship me like you used to worship me. He says, now, here's what he says. He says, now, remember from where you have fallen. In other words, you were here. You've fallen. Why? Not because you necessarily sinned against God. But he's calling, in, his, in essence, he's calling this to sin that we don't love him the way we should. Well, Pastor, where do you get that from? Well, he says, therefore, remember from where you've fallen. Read the word. And repent. Everybody say repent. Why are you repenting? When is repentance needed? Because we were going in the wrong direction. We need to change. He said, and do the first works. Come back to me. He said, come back to me. So if you're one of those who's been drifting, the Lord's message to you today is come back to me like it was. And stop going through the motions. And feed yourself feed your soul and cultivate passion for me that's what he's saying here jesus he exemplified this when he was on earth and because i understand i believe this that when you are passionate for god then you are also passionate about the thing that he's called you to do are you following me so when you're passionate for God, you also are passionate about what he's called you to do. So Jesus now, he, he exemplifies this perfectly. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 49 and 51. He says, I came to send fire on the earth. Look at this church. Y'all hear that? In other words, Jesus, let me, let me translate that for you. Jesus said, listen, I came to give life. I came to set some things on fire. I came to make people passionate as passionate about people, about salvation as I am who's going to bring it to you. He said, I came to bring fire. And how I wish that it was already kindled. You know, this is passion. And then he listen to the verbiage that he used here. He says, man, he says, but I have a baptism to be baptized with. In other words, I have a calling. I have an assignment from God. And I've been called to do it, and I want to fulfill it. He said, I got a baptism to be baptized with. And he said, I am distressed until I accomplish it. Everybody say passion. He said, I can't think of nothing else. All I want to do is fulfill the thing that God has called me to do. The apostle Paul says, listen, I want to apprehend the thing for which Christ apprehended me. That's what drove them. Jesus said, I got a baptism to be baptized with, and I am stressed until I do what he's called me to do. Do you have that kind of passion, church? Do you have it? He said, I can't. He said, that's all I want to do. That's all I think about. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? He said, I tell you, not at all, but rather division. How many know that sometimes your passion ain't going to make everybody else happy? So don't try it. Stop trying. Sometimes your passion, your zeal, everybody ain't going to jump on board. But to who it is supposed to affect, it will affect them. Jesus says, I got a calling. I got a passion. And, and I'm, I, I got to do what he's called me to do. And that's all he thought about. Is day and night was fulfilling the thing that God had given to him. What assignment has God given to you? Remember going back to the beginning of the story, what is it that motivates, what moves you? How many know that we need to be passionate for the things that God is passionate for? How many know we need to be, listen, most people read that verse I just read where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. 
people tend to think that that is for those who are serious Christians. There's no such thing of a serious Christian. Either you're Christian or you're not. Come on. Right? I'm just, just, all right? So watch it. So, well, that is, that's what maybe, that's for the, the pastors and the, the church leaders. They're the ones supposed to love God. But for me, I, I, no, how many know this is a call to everybody who's washed in the blood? Amen. It's a call. This is not, this is not just for people who are up here and who do it like this. It is for every, he said, every one of you love me with everything you got. Be passionate about me first. So now that I've, from the text, I've shown you how that he's calling us to be passionate about him and be passionate about him first. And then there's a there's an obviously obvious question that you may have. Well, Pastor, how do I get there? Maybe you're sitting here, you're thinking, but you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be, but I'm not there. First thing you got to do, you got to be honest. Right? I'm, I don't have that kind of passion. I mean, I love God and all that, but, you know, I'm not passionate. I don't, you know... If, I, if somebody gets saved, great. If they don't, doesn't, okay. It's all right. That's where you kind of think, you know, it's, it's what it is and what it is. No, no, no. I mean, no, he's left you here with an assignment, and he wants you to be passionate about people. He really wants you to be passionate about people. He wants you to be passionate about sharing this faith. Y'all hear me, church? He wants you to be passionate about that. So how do we cultivate it? Let me give you a couple things I think is important. These are two things that I've learned from my walk with God in some 27 years that God has shown me. And I think this goes without saying, um, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I want you to hear it in the context by which I say it. Um, but there are two primary ways that you're going to cultivate passion for Jesus. Two. Number one, you got to renew your mind. Everybody say renew your mind. Renew your mind. And then number two, you got to make right choices. Uh, let, me, let me back up. So let me show you what I mean. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. In other words, be holy. Holy, acceptable to God. This is reasonable service. <laughs> I think you're doing something great. He's, this is reasonable. He's, and don't be conformed, what? To the world. There it is. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't work to be like the world. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by what? Renewing your mind. So he's telling you that because watch this. Are you still listening? Say amen. amen. He's telling you that because your mind is broke. You hearing it? We don't think right. We have stinking thinking. Say that with me. Stinking thinking. Come on, say it again. Stinking thinking. We do. So we have to constantly renew our mind because it's broke. Our hard drive is 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 it has a virus. It's called sin. And it has affected our ability. And so we don't have a natural disposition to seek God. How many know you have to work at it? Are y'all with me? See? See, 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 a result of the fall is that we used to, being in God's presence and worshiping him and loving him, it just came natural. But how many know, but now we have to work at it. The Bible said it came a point in time that men had to then call on the name of the Lord, which means... That there was a time that men and men had a, they didn't have to call. That, you know, the, 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 there was the presence of God and, and we were just there communicating with God all the time. All of a sudden, sin comes into the picture. It affects everything. It affects our mind. It affects our ability to be able to think right. 
And so, first of all, so we got to allow our mind to be renewed. Well, Pastor, how am I going to find, how am I going to renew my mind? Here's how you renew your mind. Be transformed, and renew, be, I'm sorry, transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Let me read verse 2 again. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind that you may prove. So I need, so I need, to, I need to renew my mind. And I need to prove, in other words, I need to understand what God's mind is. What it is that God expects from me. So, in order to be passionate about God, we must think about God. If, you're not, if you don't think about something, you're not going to be passionate about it, right? Right? So, so, the more I, I, so watch this. The more, not a legalistic thing, but the more I read this thing day in and day out, Watch this. Even when I don't feel like it. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Holy Spirit, help me. So, so when I first came into the kingdom, I'll just give an example for me. I didn't, just, I didn't just have a passion right away. I had an interest. And as a, as a result of having an interest, I realized I needed to be saved. I gave my heart to Jesus, but the passion wasn't there. The passion came as I just kept every day renewing my mind. I was in this thing all the time. Day in, day out. Sometimes my wife would tell you, this was before I was preaching five, six hours a day. Because I just went. And all of a sudden, watch this church, passion started to come. Why? Because my mind was being renewed. And as my mind was being renewed, I began to think about God. And I was seeking the will of God. And then all of a sudden, here come passion. I found myself now, boy, oh, this is how I want to be. And all of a sudden, passion came. You see? Because I renewed my mind. Jo you remember Joshua, right? We, we, we uh, mentioned Joshua, I think, a week or two ago. But you remember he told Joshua, Joshua he says, you're going to take the people, son, to the promised land. You're going to take them there. But here's what I need you to do. I want you to meditate in that word day and night. Night and day. He said, then you'll have Joshua good success. He was really telling Joshua, Joshua, you need to renew your mind. You need to think like me. How much word do you read? And that will help you to determine probably where your passion level is. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You don't even have to read it. Uh, Pastor, I don't have time to read it. Then put it on the tape. Put it on the CD. How many know there's no excuse for not getting the word in our spirit today? Not one. You can't even, well, I'm busy at work. Put it, plug it in your ear. You know, I got these things called AirPods. You know, I can stick this thing around my ear, man, at work. And there have been times I've been at the school, and I'm working, I got a thing in my ear, listen to the word. And what am I doing? I'm getting that word, what, in my spirit, because what, I'm renewing my mind, and the more I do that, I'm, I'm feeding my what? You know, I told you, you got to feed it. You got to feed it. Some of you start feeding it, that's why your passion, the fires died out. So I'm feed, so I got to keep feeding. Everybody say keep feeding it. You got to feed your passion. If you had it, you got to feed. If you didn't get it, we're gonna show you how you get it back in here in a moment. But but that's first thing is you got to start by renewing your mind. Secondly, you got to do this. You got to make right choices. Now watch. Let me let me show you something. Passion is as much about choice than a feeling. Now that that's setting because some of you got it. They got to kind of. Settle in just a little bit. Passion is more about a choice than a what? A feeling. Watch. I'm going to give you an example. See, I have passion for the Cowboys 
Because I led, watch this, because I made choices that led to that. You follow what I'm saying? See, we have, whatever, we have, we have passion for money because we made choices to pursue it, to feed it. See, you have passion for a person because you made uh, choices that led to that. See, I have a passion for God. You have a passion for God because you did, you did things that led to it. You fed it. You follow me? You, you, you made a choice. You made a choice. You said, okay, you know, today I don't want to go to church, but I'm going to get up and do it anyway. I'm making a choice. I'm feeding my what? You get it? I don't, because how many know that if you, did, if you live life based on how you feel, none of us, all of us would be broke, no purpose, we're doing nothing. Come on, church. Because y'all know our flesh is just all jacked up. You know, I heard, I heard somebody say this yesterday, and I was saying it here today. I'm going to repeat it. You know, your flesh ain't saved. Did y'all know that? <laughs> Did y'all know your flesh ain't saved? You know, people try to act like, you know, sometimes you go to some church, they try to act like you, your whole, you ain't know, they try to act like your whole, you, you change. Man, your flesh is just as dirty as it always was. Your flesh ain't saved. You, that's why, and, and the evidence is, you got to beat it up most of the time to make it do right. So you, so you got to be. So, so watch. So watch this then. So then now that my mind is renewed, I'm in the word of God on a regular basis. Now I'm going to make choices that's going to feed it. So you know what? If I'm not fellowshipping, I'm going to fellowship with the saints. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to read the word. I'm going I'm to make a decision. I'm going to read the Bible every day. Choice. Right? I'm telling you how to get your passion back. You got to make a choice. Make some choices. You know, I, I'm 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 get with a Bible study group. Choice. See, I'm gonna spend some time in prayer every day. Choice. What I'm trying to say is, you making choices. It don't listen. Passion passion just doesn't happen. You make choices toward it. You make choices toward it. See, I made it. See, when I was out in the back of the yard, I used to act like Roger Stallback. I used to act like Tony Dorsey. So every time I was making a choice. And then I said, I'm going to watch the game every Sunday. Choice. Are y'all, I'm just using an example. Choice. It's all about choices. So you got to make, so Pastor, I'm going to get my passion back. Okay, what, what are you willing to do differently than what you're doing now? Because you're going to have to change some things. So you, you decide. Paul, speaking to the Galatian church, he says, if you then been raised with Christ, this is in the new, this is in the King James version. I like the King James translation better. This is Colossians chapter three, verse one and two. It says that if you then be risen with Christ, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, and watch it, and set your affections. Everybody say affections on things above, what is, and not on earth. See, everybody say choice. <laughs> he's telling you, right? He said, you got to do that. You set your affection. It doesn't just happen. You just go like, oh, I'm going to No, you set your affections. You make some decisions to set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. And one of the things I've come to find out that if you make the right choices, your feelings will often didn't follow. You know, I've said somebody say, well, they say things and 
you know, I don't feel this way right now, but you know what? Just do what's right, and eventually everything else will fall in place. Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? Your passion will come back. It'll come. Just do what you know is right. Just do the right thing. Passion will come. It will come if you stay dedicated and you stay faithful. So I'm getting ready to close this thing. So Paul in Philippians. Paul was, he just gives us, a, a, I call it a passionate example. Because every time I read this, this is one of the, my most favorite verses in the Bible. Always have been. Because this has been the thing that I've always tried to shoot for in my own personal walk with God. Because when I read this, and I remember there would be times when I would read this particular passage that I read to you at the beginning of the service. But I, I remember just kind of reading this thing, man, and just thinking to myself, like, uh, I'm not there yet, man, God, I, I need, but, but you, you sense that when you listen to the apostle Paul, when he, talk, when he say stuff like, man, what things were gained to me, I counted it loss. He's, you know, he, Paul had gained a lot. And he said, man, I don't even care about that now. I got Christ. When you compare all that stuff to Christ, it pales in comparison. I just want him. Paul said, he says, I counted all but loss. He said, not just with law, but he said, but I count it as rubbish. The, 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 the Greek translation for that is doo-doo. Do you need me to go further? Dung. King James says it that way. Dung. Paul said, I count it as rubbish that I may what? Gain Christ. That's all I want. Paul would say, all I want out of everything else in life, I just want to get, I'm not satisfied with just knowing I'm saved. I want more passion. I'm not satisfied with knowing I got fire insurance. I want to know him. I want to go deeper. I don't want to stay. I want more, Paul said. He says, he says, he says that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness. But that which is through faith in Jesus. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Paul was saying, man, just the way he suffered, I want to suffer like that too. I just want to feel what he felt. I want to do what he did. Passion. Passion is all over this thing. All Paul is saying is, man, I love Jesus so much. This is all, this is all that matters to me. I want to know him. I want, I, I, you know, and I want to even be conformed to his death. I'm willing to die. Remember I said before that passion will not only cause you to live for something, but die for it as well. Paul would say, I live for it and I'll die for it too. That's passion. So in conclusion, so how are we going to do this thing? First, we're going to acknowledge to God. This is how you're going to get your passion back if you lost it. First, if you have it still, Keep feeding it. Keep doing what you're doing, but go deeper. Don't be satisfied in your walk. Don't, how many know you can never exhaust the things of God? Don't be satisfied. Keep pressing. Paul says, he's the one thing I do. Like, if you keep reading, he says, I forget those things which are what? Behind, and I got to keep moving forward. Paul never got to a place where he got complacent and he stopped. He said, okay, I've arrived. How many know nobody here will ever arrive? Keep seeking God till you die. Amen. Keep wanting more till you die. Don't just come to a certain place. Okay, I'm saved. I'm good. I'm, that's it. That's how a lot of Christians live in. I'm good. They're not. Paul said, I am not, I'm not. That's not me. I want more. So you got to first, you got to acknowledge to God that you lack passion. This is you. And then I say, pray for it. Pray for it. And then commit to renewing your mind through the word of God. 
And then make the choices that will feed your passion. Pray regularly. Connect with like-minded believers. Serve him. And I want to leave you with a thought from that great preacher, I believe, of the 19th century, John Wesley. John Wesley was once asked uh, about the secret to his ministry. Man, what is it about your ministry? What's the secret? Because he was bearing such fruit in his ministry. He was just, you know, just making a, having a big difference. And here's what he said. He said, I asked God, this was his prayer to God. He said, I asked God to set me on fire and let people watch me burn. Wow. He's talking about passion. You hear that? He said, I prayed. He said, God just set me on fire and let people watch me burn. That's what's going to get other people saved. That's what to get people through the doors. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Your passion. Your passion. Your passion, amen. You receive that word. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You receive that.